0: Hey Hoopheads, once you finish listening to this episode, be sure to check out the rest of the Hoopheads Podcast Network for even more great basketball content. What's up, everyone? I'm your host, JJ Rivera, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Kenneth Wilson. And welcome to 305 Culture, a show where you feel the heat. Yeah, yeah. let's get down on business and talk some Miami Heat basketball. Well, Kenneth, before we begin, you know I like to ask you this every single time we get together and do our podcast. How you doing, man?
1: I'm wonderful, JJ. Always glad to be here. Lovely to be able to talk some Miami Heat ball with you, especially on such a glorious occasion when we're... Off to such a start, like we're off to. I mean, anytime's a great time to talk Miami Heat basketball to dive into it. But when you're five and one, you know what I mean. Uh, and
0: you're, the, and you're just, the talk of the league.
1: I mean, you know, when when you're five and one, when when you when your guy is number one for the you know in the MVP tracker, and when your second guy is number six in the MVP tracker, your your number one MVP candidate type guy right now is coming off Player of the Week honors. I mean, life is good, man.
0: Yeah, the Miami Heat, it is safe to say that they're the talk of the league right now. You know, national media is starting to finally pay attention to their hot start. ESPN had them as their number two ranked team and their power rankings. The Athletic had them at the, as the best team in the league after two weeks. So, yeah, I think life's pretty good as a Heat fan right now. Hopefully it continues to be like that and, you know, proud to be a Heat fan right now. Anyway, let's dive into some actual basketball. The Miami Heat, they continued their stunning start to the season by defeating the Memphis Grizzlies on Saturday night. Jimmy, no Bam that night. I think we actually alluded to this in our previous episode, didn't we, Kenneth? We actually did think that maybe Bam was not going to play because it was the second night of a back-to-back, and he was already in doubt to play well, you can and, uh, pat yourself
1: on the back, JJ. You were more the one that thought he wouldn't play, and I was leaning towards, um, you know. Well, sheesh. she had been listed that way in the game prior. However, it turns out, of course, that you were right, and it made sense. Once I, I and even I and I kind of like had that, I guess that vibe. You know, it was more like, eh, eh, you know, I, I get it if it doesn't happen, but if he, you know, does play, I get that too. Um, however, on the second night of a back-to-back, and then pregame, you could see him with a noticeable hop that didn't seem to be there prior. Um, it looks like yeah, it was, you know, bothering him too much, and especially off of a game the prior night, to talk about testing it again on back to back um on a back to back occasion against Memphis this early in the season. So you can pat and, yourself on the back there.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll give myself a small tip. Pat on the back. Obviously, I would have loved if that wasn't the case because I love seeing Bam out there every single night that, it, that he can. But, you know, it's October. It's the second night of a back-to-back. And if the guy, as I think I told you via text when we were when we were texting, if your guy not not 100% and you the second night of a back-to-back in October, don't play him. It's too early for you don't have to worry about seeding right now. All you have to worry about is getting out of the first month with a with a good with a you know with with a good start behind you and that's what the Miami Heat have done so far. So, the final score 129 to 103 and this was this was a shellacking from the start, Kenneth. I did not expect this. I actually thought that we were going to lose because it's doing you know, the classic schedule loss, but only teams that are this good can overcome a And a scheduled loss, you know, that the NBA puts on your schedule. And you know what? I think I'll retire that pat on my back that I just gave myself. You know, it's it sort of like cancels out. So I thought we were going to lose, but you did say that we were going to win. And when they did. And boy, Jimmy Butler continues his outstanding regular season campaign. Probably Kyle Lowry's best box score game. As a member of the Miami Heat, he shot the ball way better than he had. You know, the whole team shot the ball extremely well compared Absolutely. to how they...
1: Let's, hold on, let's not get too far back um, past that. You're right. You know what? You're exactly right. Let's rescind that back, Pat, because you thought it was going to be a schedule loss. I just want to emphasize that. But um, yeah, continue with the hot shooting, because I'm sitting over here just smiling, thinking about um, the fact that if we can finally get some consistent shooting. Now, if we're going to get that team-wide shooting performance that we got against Memphis, that's one thing. Um, but hopefully, if we can get Duncan going again, he takes up for the whole team. But even him against Memphis was 5 of 10 from 3. So that's good for him because he's been struggling. And, of course, when you look at him as a team, they went 21 of 37, which is a 56.8 shooting percentage from range.
0: Yeah, everybody played – I think everybody played well to the role. Kyle Lowry finally showed signs of the type of scoring that we have expected of him, from him. His assist numbers were still there, but the shooting was finally is finally coming around. Could this be a sign of things to come? I hope so, because...
1: Four or wow, five from we- Love that. Love that. And then, of course, you, we something we've talked about with the way he gets it done. How it just... Of course, he yeah. knows it, and I'm sure his teammates have kind of prepared themselves for it, but... For the defense, and then for the viewer, like ourselves, it's almost like the pull-up three from thirty-eight comes out of nowhere, and he showed you that, and that's that that the thing first, that we've been wanting to see.
0: That was the first bucket of the game. Absolutely, he, he pulled up from almost from the logo, and switched. And that's it. why
1: I was being generous, and I said thirty-eight, but you could have easily gave it forty.
0: Yeah. So finally, you know, you love to see it. Of course, you do. Of course, you love to see. Duncan as well shoot it as you did mention, five or ten from deep, which gives him a fifty percent mark. Extremely well. Extremely good number for him.
1: I noticed how you in increased the the increase the decibel level in your voice when you said extremely well, as if you're talking to somebody out there, but I digress.
0: No. It's i am I'm I'm not talking to you. I just said I feel good oh, about no, myself now. I, I can give myself that- this this counts as a full pat on the back, because I did say that Duncan's shooting will jump back at some point. And right, will-
1: but I mean, we all knew that if we knew what we were looking at and we know the man's history and his resume. Again, you know my you know my tag phrase for well, 40 on eight attempts, man. Um, There's just a whole clique of people out there, a whole group of people out there, Miami Heat fans. And we do this every year about something or another. But, you know, there was the whole group of Miami Heat fans out there questioning Everything about Duncan from Willie Shakeback, his contract, his role in the starting lineup, not realizing his impact even when he wasn't hitting shots, there were still three guys looking at him, two trying to follow him, and one that he was running around the court like a uh, you know pet rodent on a hamster wheel. My thing is this though, um, to see him actually come back and do it, you know, like you said, it made us feel good, and I thought that you put a little something extra on that to kind of you know let the people out there know that Duncan is still Duncan
0: he is still a top three shooter in this league. And when he's not shooting it well, as he did in the previous couple games, he still provides incredible value. And I, I think that's something that people oftentimes miss. And that's when you can tell they're box score watchers because as, as NBA fans, some people have been conditioned to watch for crazy numbers. You know, this past half decade has been one of inflated stats i would say and you know we have seen been seeing those stats kind of dip for for during the start of the season so some attributed to the rule changes I think the rule changes have been have been outstanding but you know we're not gonna this is not a this is not called the the rule changes culture podcast it's called the 305 culture podcast of course in allusion to miami's area code so yeah let's keep talking about our very own miami Heat I want didn't to talk you just about go K- full
1: breakdown mode on the title of the podcast? Anyway, I, 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 let's move on. <laughs>
0: I've, I've actually never really thought about the pod, the title of the podcast up until really? now.
1: Up until yeah, well, really? It didn't immediately dawn on you?
0: Well, well, yeah, of course I did think of it when I came up with it. Was just that it's been a full year since I hadn't actually like oh, thought it, about the title.
1: It, such a subtle flex. Of course I thought about it when I came up with it. Get out of
0: here. <laughs> let's talk about Caleb Martin. Extended run from him. And he looked real good. Hopefully, I don't know how many roster spots. Like yeah, we have one roster spot. So, unfortunately, it doesn't look like he'll get his contract converted. Converted, but still, I
1: mean, it good. doesn't need to be, though. It's kind of like exactly what. Um, and I had alluded to this in a tweet. Um, I guess when we first announced the deal. Um, but also, we've talked about it several times here. And as I've said That performance is just indicative of what you always – if you're looking at him and you've seen his type of player profile in the league before, and, of course, if you look at the history of how he and his brother have gotten down all the way um, from their time at college to the NCAA run, they're energy guys at their peak. It's just that when they were in college, they were also – they were were some of the most talented guys that were versatile, had size, but they were also energy guys. So you can see that translating to the league. And the way that I described it – Definitely. definitely, Absolutely. Well, perfect three and D wings. They had, like I said, they had the size, the length and the versatility to project to be NBA wings off rip. You just didn't know how high in the rotation that would be until you saw it. But even once he came on, um, I kind of alluded to it then. It's like, yeah, they're going to use his 50 games as he, you know, he can play 50 games, right? 50 games as a two-way player.
0: Yeah. Um, 50 games.
1: They're going to use it strategically. And, for that reason, because he's the ideal kind of guy to come in and make that random play for you when you need it the most. And you don't know what kind of play is gonna be, whether he's overzealous in the passing lanes or whether he's being uber aggressive for, you know, his two or three minutes and that causes a steal or disruption that leads to a bucket or gives momentum or starts energy or whether it's just him diving out of bounds, whether it's him, you know, creating a play. Like I think he hit a pull up jumper from the top of the key the other night that was just in front of the three-point line, and you could see it the whole time that he was setting up for that shot. I mean, whether it's something like that, he's just the ideal guy to come in and give you a ton of energy, give you a ton of effort, do the little things, but also make that random spark plug type of play. And that's, you know, a huge part of why they're going to use his 50 games strategically because there's a use useful kind of guy like that. And that was totally on display in the Memphis game.
0: You mentioned his energy. That was, as you said, in full display against Memphis. A couple of plays that highlight that point. He, Him, he didn't stop running on a, on a fast break. And I think it was Tyler who set him up for, a, for an alley-oop. That was supposed to be a dunk, but he fell a bit short. So he had to kind of like lay it in. And then he, just as he was falling down. But yeah, you love to see how he runs the floor. Always active. And... Seems like he, like he, like he gives a crap. Like he wants to be out there and he wants to earn his spot. And you always want to see that. Of course, that's a prerequisite of being a member of the Miami Heat. But when you see a guy like that, you always have, you try to give him his flowers for it. Unfortunately, Caleb Martin's extended run came at the expense of Kenneth's favorite Heat player.
1: Well, one of my favorite he plays definitely my favorite <laughs> reserve player in the league though, um, yeah man. For, first of all, before we talk about Martin, there you remember that dunk attempt that he had on Stephen Adams where they challenged the foul and all of that. Um, he had to make a business decision, didn't he? He thought he had more leap than he had once he saw Stephen Adams standing down there. But I can understand not wanting to run into the great wall of Stephen Adams. Um, I mean, we, if, go ahead. I'm
0: pretty sure. It, I'm pretty sure it would not. Be a pleasant feeling running into a guy like oh, no. Steven
1: Adams. Oh no, no, no. He he and he enjoys that type of stuff. He probably, you know, you run into him full speed and he looks around like a flyhead. I'm like, wait a minute, did, did you hear that? You know what I mean? Hmm. That's the type of guy Steven Adams is. A literal giant. Now, to the guy that um, you know, allowed Martin to get all that run, my guy, Big Mac Struce, um, had an ugly knee situation in the game. Went up for dunk did- along the. Yeah, went up with kind Duncan on the baseline, knee. came down on one leg, um, and he twisted it bad. I mean, twisted it real bad, I and mean, you could see it the way that it jolted. It made you feel some type of way. Um, fortunately, it's only a knee sprain. Um, Spoel said they could going have been, to, you know, so much worse. Absolutely, totally, totally, and especially, you know, um, considering his injury history or whatever. I mean, the guy if I uh I want to be sure but he tore his ACL at the Paul oh no I'm sorry yeah he tore his ACL um I know in the NBA they said on a December 23rd matchup back in 2019 um so that's was, definitely something you want to watch. That was when he for. was,
0: he was. With he the was Bulls, already in the or? league.
1: Yeah, he was with the Bulls at that point. But I yeah. thought that. Okay, no, it was in the NBA. It was in the NBA. Yep. I no, I knew that he had tore it. I just wasn't sure when. I thought it was back Maybe it had been back in college, but it was early in his career with with the Bulls. So you know you. You, when you see something like that and know that he's had certain injuries before, um, you really, you, you know, you really take that seriously. So to see that he's back, um, you know, so to speak already, not that he'll be playing, but that the X, I mean, the X-rays and the M, well, I mean, I don't know, they ran the MRI X-rays? I don't know. One of the two on his leg. Um, you know, the scan where they check to see what's going on with it. <laughs> Where they ran the scan on his leg, it came back, you know, with no damage, negative. just a, negative, right? Just a, and, and that always confused me too. Negative or positive? That's one of those situations where you well, when you hear negative, it's like, oh, does that mean bad? It's like, no, that means negative for anything bad. It's it's one of those double positive type situations that really they, throws me.
0: They mean negative on any structural damage,
1: right? Exactly. Oh, I know what they mean, man. It's just one of those language things. And when you're in the moment and you 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 know what I mean? Let's say you're anxious and first thing you hear is negative, you're like negative. Negative, <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. um so, yeah, man to to see this just that, and he'll be back in a couple of weeks, it's very encouraging because it was scary to see bro i'm I, I, I've been stumbling across my words because like I really felt like this when it happened, because Max is such an integral part of that bench, and we look at Tyler Hero and what he's been able to do so far, and what we expect him to continue to be able to do. As, By the way, he, played, know,
0: a, he played great.
1: Oh, yeah, Memphis. absolutely. We're going to get to that as a lone entity, man. But he's able to do what he's able to do because there are other guys on that reserve unit that you can't leave alone. So, therefore, you can't double or throw your whole defense at Tyler Hero. And that does yeah. so much for everybody. And Max Strauss is a huge part of that. But since we brought him up, Tyler Hero, that guy. I mean, what he continues to do is nuts. Let's just Let's just put it out there.
0: Yeah, an incredible start for for a six man to to the campaign. He's over twenty points per game. And you heard and, you it know, he's, first.
1: I said it a couple of weeks ago. He'll be a top contender for the six man of the year award and the most improved player. Stamp it.
0: I did have him winning the six man of the year in our preseason predictions. I I will say that I would have liked to have mentioned the most improved player, although I wanted to give it to somebody else, not be too much of a homer, but he could very well take every every award. Something that I, that I, you know, um, on the Memphis side, something that I found really curious, maybe it's just that I haven't watched a lot of Memphis games. Jaron Jackson Jr., does he know that he is that tall and that lo- long? Because he was selling for a lot of perimeter jump shots. And, you know, something that's. I found to be really strange because he's always
1: been that way though, man. And that is a huge part part of why why I struggle to understand the hype. hype. And not that I'm saying he's a bad bad player. It's just that people have treated him like he's bound to be this awesome, great player. But it's like you have, and, and it's because of all he can do. Um, it seems, but he only I wants people- to do one thing and that's play along the perimeter. He, in order to become the great player that everybody sees in him, he has to be able to mix it up inside, outside. And right now he seems to, you know, want to float too much along the outside. I mean, and if you look <laughs> at that one play where he had to put back in that game, that's an illustration of how big he can play once he sets his right. mind to do it. But the thing about it is like, and, and as Eric Reed alluded to, he just doesn't do it enough.
0: Like, you just took the words out of my mouth. I was going to mention that play. I was like, why doesn't he do more of that? Of course, I don't want him to do more of it as a Heat fan. But if I were... Uh, against
1: everybody else, uh, not us. Yeah.
0: Against everybody, everybody else. Like, why won't you do that more often? Why are you insisting on being a seven-footer who plays like a guard? He's had some injury issues, of course. So Absolutely. maybe that plays a factor. And, and, and
1: you also have to consider that, too, when you're talking about projecting out for him or his ceiling. I mean, that's unfortunate, something you can't control, I know. But with his history, um, and especially if you just look at the game the other night, the beating he took, and I alluded to that while the game was going on as well. By the way, we always try to, you know, stay up to the game and live-tweet the games from the 305 Culture account, from both our personal accounts. So during the game, if you just want to, you know, vibe with somebody, want to catch up, want some creative commentary, make sure you follow us, which we'll announce again at the end of the show. But I have to plug that. Um, I alluded to it during the middle of the game. He was taking a beating. He took a beating, man. And with his injury history and all of that, it has to worry you if you're a Grizzly fan. But that's also a part of the reason why it's very, 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 very risky to tie your boat to that.
0: Yeah. And, yeah, that's – I think you said everything regarding Jerry Jackson Jr. Let's move on to another standout. Well, we, these stand standout.
1: Right, you went there, but I wanted to let you get that all. but I have a question to ask you about Tyler, and I guess it's in relation to the Six Man of the Year the most improved and all of that. If Tyler Hero continues to play like this, will he get all star votes?
0: He is playing like an all star so uh, he he could very well be named an either an all- star reserve, although the east is very deep. this is not your this is not your oh, no, 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 no. Grand, I've heard grand several east.
1: places. I've heard it several places, and I totally agree. Whereas the power used to like for the last several years, and traditionally you look at the West as being the power in the deep, the deeper conference. This year is definitely the East.
0: Yeah, the East. I don't know. I've heard some people like, oh yeah, the West is is tougher. I'm I'm not exactly sure about that, man. Not the, this year.
1: Not this year. Not this. Now when you have the Knicks, the Bulls, the Heat, um, you have Indiana looking like they could even be something. Philly might eventually figure it out. Brooklyn still has James Harden. And Kyle, I don't know. If, you you I don't know. know, know Kevin
0: Durant. You I'm not saying they're gonna be you, that
1: top team, but you, you mentioned all the teams.
0: Pacers. Uh, the Pacers. Man, they started out really poorly. I know and they, they beat us. they're really injured. And they also but beat us. They they beat us, and that was a weird ass game.
1: I, I don't but care. They, they started beat us. really. I'm they, just they, saying. They, I'm not saying that. They, they, and it goes back to what I was saying. I'm not saying they're upper echelon team. All I'm saying is there are a bunch of teams one through ten that aren't easy outs. You can't disagree with that.
0: Oh yes. And I, know that's my only point. I know what and you're saying. I know what you're saying. It's not point. like the. It's not like you can just scratch off a random Tuesday night win against the right. Pacers.
1: and that's my point. I just don't like the way you try to call me out. Like I was saying, the Pacers go win the conference or something. I was just saying it ain't no easy outs, JJ.
0: No, no, and I'm just saying. I'm like just like pointing something like out. they
1: didn't just beat us or something. And same I think, weird I game think if we you beat, want to. We, we lost.
0: We bought, we beat ourselves in that game.
1: On the, in the box score, do it say W them and L us or do it say L us, L us they get, we gave them the game beside their name?
0: No, I understand it's just that I'm trying to look at it in a different way. Right, if, but
1: you can't look at but it hey, like hey, that you know, you're you're know what, what,
0: you, know, you know what we can't do shit about it, excuse me, French
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's mad <laughs> if that loss makes him mad oh it makes him so mad I
0: hated that game really so I brought the
1: vulgarity out of you. I apologize.
0: Let's 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 keep it let's keep it positive. Let's Answer talk the about, question,
1: man. Answer the question. So will Tyler Hero get? Will he be an all star if he continues to play like this?
0: Yes, if he does continue to put up these numbers, absolutely.
1: So with that being the case? And we know he'll get six, man. I'm not saying you disagree. It's just a thought I've been having. If he goes from last year, where people had him traded. To being an all-star this year, he has to be a top two, three, the number one contender for the Most Improved Player Award as well, right?
0: I There's no world where he can't I, be, right? I don't. I don't see a world where he cannot be.
1: Right. That and that's just a thought type. I had. And I wanted to illustrate it that way because that very well could be the case, which I thought I think, and basically was saying that you agree.
0: I think he will be the first guy to be named an all-star with most of his, of his games coming off the bench in Smano Ginobili, right? which, again, is a guy who we've often compared his best-case scenario for a career being. Right. So, if he could not saying where he plays like Mono Ginobili, they, their games are very distinct from each other, but I'm saying career-wise, if he turns out like that, we have right. said it have times.
1: Often, I've often described him right now as... Well, last year, prior to last year, he was Lou Will Light for me. I said that this year... With development, he could be a supercharged Lou Will. Um, With what he's doing, and and mind you, supercharged Lou Will, that's, you know, more size, more playmaking. Although Lou Will can make plays. He'd rather get buckets, but he can create a little bit. Um, Lou
0: Will's quicker, though. On the perimeter, he's quicker.
1: Lou Will is quicker, but you know what? I don't know if he's as crafty as Tyler is. And Lou Will is crafty as hell, but Tyler's crafty, bro.
0: Kyler, Kyler, this is not an NFL podcast. Got Arizona Tyler on
1: the brain, don't he?
0: <laughs> Tyler, it's just that he has to be that crafty because he absolutely he is not because quick at he doesn't
1: all. have the athletic ability. He, he, well, not doesn't have the athletic ability. He has athletic deficiencies, so he has to be crafty to make up for it. Absolutely, but I say that to say when you look at the size, when you look at some of the ability. There are things that Tyler can do that I just don't think Lou Will can.
0: On the defensive end, he has held up pretty well.
1: Oh, we don't even want to talk about that. Which the size comes in too. You also have supreme effort. But then there's the improvement. Um, just the raw improvement from doing the work in of the cu- weight room of and, course, you know, with the drills.
0: Of course, he's not Jimmy Butler or Drew Holiday on the perimeter. But he can hold on. And that's all we ask from him because we know, you know, those type of guys are very rare in the league. People people often try to say, oh, well, you can't have him. He's a bad defender. You know how many really good perimeter defenders are there in the league? Like, really good that you can throw at anybody one-on-one? There's not many. That's why there's such a valued commodity. That's why the box gave up all those picks to get True Holiday, which in hindsight actually looks like a, like a steal given... How everything turned out for them. But we're not gonna talk I about mean, the books. it. I mean
1: it look man, I was about to say, yeah, man, they 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 got a title out of it, right? Yeah. And you speak to us, Tyler's defensive, um you speak to us Tyler's defensive improvement for lack of better terms, right? How about this? How about this? And this is something that has just flat out astonished me. If you look at the defensive um win shares, which is a stat that you know a lot of people like to use, right? You have Bam Adebayo at one. You have have Kyle Laurie at three. Right? You have Jimmy Butler at 14. You have P.J. Tucker at 17. And guess who comes in top 30 at number 28?
0: Tyler Hero? Tyler Hero. Wow.
1: Now, a lot of that has something to do with team performance, but I'm just saying.
0: I'm just saying. Of course. Like... There's no perfect defensive or offensive stat for that matter, but defensive stats are a bit more flawed than, often, than offensive stats.
1: Absolutely. They, 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 they definitely skew towards the better defending teams. If you have a good defending team, it's easier to fit in there. However, you know, you can take a little something away from that. Um, he's not a sieve anymore.
0: Oh, yeah. No, he, I would call him a competent defender, a guy that you can trust in a playoff game. To not be, get beat every single time and have the other team target him and play him off the floor.
1: And because he's so good on offense, you always trust that he's going to win his matchup. He's going to be the net
0: winner. Yeah. And those are the type of players that every team desires. Because as we have seen, pre, I think it's been more exacerbated in the in, during the last couple of years. You're as strong as your weakest link. And if you have a guy who's going to get targeted every single play, then he's unplayable no matter what he does on the other end.
1: Absolutely. Unless you're Duncan Robinson and you're improving and you're shooting 40 on eight attempts. I digress though. Um, to close out on the Memphis Grizzlies, man, I want to give a big shout out to the big guys, the pseudo big guys and the real big guys, PJ, Keith, and of course the mechanic, Dwayne Dedman. Um, Did you see, uh, Dwayne How Nice Dedman's, Halloween costume for him. Did you, <laughs> that's what I was about to say. Did you see his Halloween costume? Um, I mean, oh, yeah. the guys over at Heat Beat, it made their day and it should have. Shout out to them for that. Um, So when you look at P.J. Tucker, Dwayne Demon, Markeith Morris, um, what they were able to do without Bam and how they were able to hold it down, you really – and and we've alluded to it. I've said it. I wrote it prior to the season starting. The reserve unit has a chance to be a weapon, have a top reserve unit in the league. The depth is a real thing, and people thought that it was an issue coming in, and I was screaming from the mountaintops, no, 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 no. It's actually a weapon um i i really like the fact that if bam isn't going we're not or no longer to a point where we're like oh my god we're gonna get mauled you know what i mean because yeah. we have guys that can come in and be productive um and of course you know with kyle laurie and jimmy butlin so if one of those guys are missing you have faith that they're gonna fill in you know even though you like to have everybody going if you can because that makes us that much stronger you always like to have the confidence that if you have to be without a guy, and especially looking back at our recent history where we're in the finals and we don't have Gorn or we don't have Bam, um, it's always nice to know that you have guys that can come in and produce at a good enough level or high enough level for you to still be able to get the job done. And, of course, when Tyler Herro balling like he's balling, you have a little more leeway there too.
0: Absolutely. So that being said, let's move on to our next week. Ooh, it's going to get spicy. Would, yeah, this week, I think this week's going to serve as a pretty big test for the Heat. And so far, they have been passing with flying cars. It, disclaimer, it's not like they have been beating Scrubs or anything. The oh, yeah. only really oh, the no. only really bad team that they have faced that, you know, were the Orlando Magic.
1: Oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And you know how I feel about Orlando Magic games, bro. Um, They're just... It, it's the whole florida of it all they're not a good team but for some reason the game is never you're up by 15 and you still like yo we gotta close this game
0: as um as i alluded to it's not like they have been playing a string of the rockets the magic and the pistons
1: right right i mean but even when you're but you can't even and that's my thing and that's, I'm giving you a lot of credit there because even when you look at Orlando they're not a good team but they always play us tough and then of course when you have that sandwich around the Bucks to open demolished them the Pacers didn't want to bring you back there but they beat us then we beat Orlando Brooklyn tore them all to pieces Charlotte held them down Memphis Grizzlies put a little put a little uh, Nick and John ja Morant's high scoring season there Paul, I mean Paul it, little, it's impressive a little
0: bit of barbecue Brought a little barbecue in Memphis. I see
1: you. I see you. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> but I mentioned that too, man. How about on back-to-back nights? You hold um, the team leading, the, the NBA scoring leader from a team perspective and an individual playing perspective well under their season averages on back-to-back nights. Talk about defense. That's,
0: that's amazing. That job. is, man. we did say, you know, we didn't predict Spo. I didn't predict Spo winning it because again, I didn't want to seem like too much of a homer. I didn't want all Oh, of, I, I to didn't go go care. I was wars. being honest. <laughs> this is this is Spo's year. We did discuss in a podcast, although in Twitter. Welcome to you know, the three hundred
1: five homer podcast. I'm joking. Go ahead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah. The, if Spo continues this, the team, of course, continues this space. I don't see a world where Spo doesn't get coaches of the year. So there's a really good chance that there's a lot of Miami heat names mentioned at the NBA awards. Although, you know what? They should go away with the NBA awards. I want the the awards to go back to the way they were before the second round of the playoffs or anything, just so we can get some revenge series and all and having the, the home crowd, some motivation, the MVP. Like when, when LeBron won MVP back to back years and the home crowd was there to receive him in Miami with his award, with his trophy. But anyway, let's preview the week. First up, we got the Dallas Mavericks on November 2. That would be Tuesday, which would be tomorrow. We're recording on November 1st. Did you say November year, 2, my friend? November the 2nd.
1: Okay. I mean, I, mean, I know what you meant. I'll just, you know, have to call <laughs> out, point out to the world that you said November 2.
0: Yeah. <laughs> November the 2nd the Dallas Mavericks on Thursday we have the our hated rival the Boston Celtics that will be an, a game broadcast on NBA TV and then of course i think every every single game for us this week it will be broadcast either on NBA TV or national TV so that will be the Mavericks on Tuesday which will be a TNT game Thursday the Boston Celtics on NBA TV. And then, of course, on Saturday, we also have an NBA TV game against the Utah Jazz.
1: The Utah Jazz?
0: Yeah. That will be a fun one because those are the two best teams in the league.
1: Absolutely. But, of course, since we're coming at you twice a week, um, we'll be back before the Jazz game occurs. Uh, We'll be back on Thursday night after. Well, we'll record again on Thursday after the Celtics game. Try to bring it to you on Friday. So,
0: just to let you know post-game, after the Celtics game, which should be a fun one. Although, you know, we always... We don't like the Celtics around here, so... Not at all. Kenneth, what do you think about this upcoming slate?
1: Um, I mean, starting with the Nets game, man, the, the, the following 10 games... I mean, the 10 games that included the Nets game to start were bound to be, you know, tough. I mean, it was bound to be... You know when we talked about it, it was a situation where you had a lot of tough games, but then you even on the games that you could look at and call them "quote unquote" easy, they're not easy games either. And then when you look at yeah. the Jazz, not only do we play them Saturday, which is November 6th.
0: and you see what I before, did before, you, see, you, see you, what, con-
1: you see what I did there?
0: Yeah, I see. <laughs> before, like, no, before you continue, go before you continue before you continue, the Jazz game marks the beginning of the first West Coast trip that we go on to Absolutely. the season.
1: But then, but, that, but that's exactly what I'm saying. So you got a West Coast trip, but immediately prior, you played the Celtics um, Thursday uh, with the day of rest in between, all from playing the Mavericks. And mind you, the last three games were the Nets last week, the Hornets in Brooklyn, the, right? The Hornets Friday, and then Saturday in Memphis. Like that's 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 a gauntlet, bro. Oh yeah and then we they did, talk about hopping did. on a plane and going out west after that and you know we never play well in Denver so that that's already a stupid looking game
0: oh yeah the, i was going to mention that you know we're we're probably going too far ahead here but yeah the first game after the jazz game is right. monday but i mean we just talking the about Nuggets. the depth
1: of the schedule in that road trip cuz it's tough cuz even i was going to mention yeah we play the utah jazz on november the 6th which is saturday but we then turn around and play them again a week later. And granted, at
0: their own place.
1: Right. That second game is in Utah. So, I mean, it's, you know, it, it, it's, if you want to know where we stand, if you don't believe in it, I fully believe in it. So I think it's just going to be a good test of the model. But if you don't know where the Heat stand or if you want to see if they're real, this next little stretch of games um, is definitely going to give you a good indication of, 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 what you're looking at now not great for a sleeping frank. schedule though <laughs> go ahead
0: no not gonna be great for a sleeping schedule
1: oh no totally i mean if you if you already have some things going on um you know like for example jj where he has to stay up late sometime to watch the games where he is in puerto rico um then it may not be the best thing for you but you know that's that's what it takes some time man culture we work hard <laughs> around here
0: so oh, yeah The Lakers and Clippers games start at 11 p.m. for me. Absolutely,
1: absolutely. And and if they start at 11 p.m., that really means 11:15.
0: Oh yeah, because they always have some. They're gonna do a a pre-show
1: for the pre-show, and then it's gonna actually be a game.
0: Yeah, but let's talk about this week's games. Absolutely. Tomorrow night, they're already down. Starting forward, center. I don't know how you want some people want to call them. Chris Tops Persingis. Man, that trade looks worse every single season. <laughs> but let's not let's not do they all were trying that.
1: to – I mean, look, they can deny it all they want, but they probably were trying with everything they had to move him this off season.
0: But who's gonna move trade for him? Right. <laughs> so
1: I mean, that just I mean, I'm just saying that that just kind of illustrates where they're where down they bad do the feel of the situation, right?
0: They're down bad on this. Luka Doncic, of course, he's a headliner for the Dallas Mavericks because well he is he's got local. next
1: yeah he's local
0: but the rest of the roster oh i haven't watched the mavericks play this season and you know what kenneth we have been putting this off but before the during the the off season we discussed having a small report from that i would give at, during the second episode of every week on which i would watch at least Two other teams that were not Miami Heat opponents that week, so maybe we should start doing that. What do you say?
1: Absolutely, man. We we can definitely do that. Um, I tend to bounce around the league and get my eyes on quite a few teams. So if you you know come in with two teams that you want to focus on every week, I should be able to bounce some things off
0: you and go where. So you, know go with you let's start the Mavericks, the Celtics, and the Jazz. I cannot watch them in a in a standalone game because they're already Heat opponents. So, I'm going to choose, I'm going to choose the Cleveland Cavaliers and, hmm, I'm going to choose the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Oh, okay. I'll be watching the Blazers-Cavaliers game on Wednesday. And then I'll be watching the Clippers-Timberwolves game on Friday.
1: Well, wait a minute. No, you, if you're going to do a report on...
0: Oh, yeah. If, it has to be if, by yeah, Thursday. Yeah, if you're going to
1: come back on Thursday, then you have to watch the games between here and Thursday. So um, it sounds like you, you can watch any game you have the league pass situation. Um, I pulled out my karate situation there. Um, <laughs> Charlotte plays the Cavaliers tonight.
0: Oh, at seven. well then. I've got two Cleveland games to watch.
1: Um, and then, I don't know how you feel about bouncing back and forth, but Minnesota actually plays Orlando tonight. Or if you want to check out another random team and save Minnesota, you could check out Cleveland at seven. And then check out the Thunder, Josh Giddy, and SGA at
0: 10.30. Hmm. And they play the Clippers. They do. Well, let's save the Timberwolves for another week. Then this week's teams are going to be the Cavs and the Thunder. Ah, look at it. <laughs> All right. So... Let's let's continue with our preview. We went off track there. That's what we usually do. I mean, hey, look, man, as the, the NBA, such a great league.
1: Um, oh, anything yeah. else major on the Mavericks? Anything else major? I mean, you always have to be mindful of Luka Doncic. They have Timmy Hardaway Jr. who can always come in and kill you if he gets going. Um, they'll probably be down and without Chris Dapp. So though he isn't really gonna kill you by himself anymore, um, he's a guy that you got to watch out for. I do know that. In the first game without Kristaps, the other night, Maxi Kleber went nuclear. So he might can give you some problems from a stretch perspective, but he's a little bit inconsistent as well. So I don't know if that's something that you definitely want to say you have to watch out for. But anytime you well, face him only, off against Luka Doncic, you enough, better beware. Go yeah. ahead.
0: Curiously enough, you only played seven minutes against the Kings yesterday. Really? Yeah.
1: Okay. All and right. He had, it seven,
0: says, he had seven points in seven minutes, so he was going nuclear. It's just that.
1: Absolutely. Okay. It's funny you mentioned that. Looking at the injury report now, it says that he injured his back a bit in the Sacramento game. So he, is he's
0: he day-to-day He's questionable day now. for tomorrow.
1: Yeah, he's day-to-day now as well.
0: So, so he's you probably have, out tomorrow.
1: You, well, yeah, you have Chris Stapps and Max and Clebo in the injury report day-to-day via their backs.
0: So, so that leaves you with yeah Dwight Powell uh, starting front court or Dwight Powell and Willie Cauley Stein Oof, perhaps that's horrible uh, go that, get a
1: little bo- go and get a little Boba on there or uh, you
0: could you could probably put a Dwight Powell Dorian Finney Smith starting front court alongside Reggie Bullock.
1: Well then I mean you definitely can play some Dorian Finney Smith at Powell for Dorian Finney Smith Dwight Powell and then. Your one, two, three is, of course, Luca, Tim Hardaway, Reggie Bullock.
0: Yeah. Well, give us a stand there in, Jason Kidd.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, we're going to – I fully I fully believe we're going to dominate them no matter who they put on the court because I feel yeah, like with I our think. defensive scheme and, and it's been written over here uh, by one of our guys at All You Can Heat, Isaiah, check him out on All You Can Heat. Um, basically, the Miami Heat are succeeding – for many reasons on defense, but one of the things that they're really doing well is keying in on the other team's stars and taking them out of what they want to do. So if they can have anything close to the same sort, you know, of success that they've had against other guys, you know, like John ja Morant, for example, like LaMelo ball, for example, two of 14, the other night, in case
0: you guys were wondering,
1: um, then well, you
0: wouldn't know that, but by,
1: right. By the way, they're the hiking com- com- coverage. Yeah, I know. And by I know the, didn't
0: you, it's side note, didn't you find it funny that during the halftime of the Heat Hornets game, a game in which the Heats were the, the the Heat excuse me, the Heat were dominating.
1: They talked about everything else?
0: Yeah, they talked about the Nets, they talked about the Lakers.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, that's, I think that's, that's typically how it goes, brother.
0: We well, we should have this discussion another, another time. But you don't see that in the NFL. I'm sorry. They, they, you just don't concentrate on, on the really big markets. You, you see them talking about whoever's hot that week.
1: Absolutely. Or, for, or, or here's a crazy thought: the game is going on.
0: Right. But, I think NBA NBA coverage <laughs> is leaving a lot to I, be desired.
1: Well, a lot of the NBA guys are also the click me guys. You know what I mean? Like they, their whole thing is based off their ability to shock you or woo you into a click. And that's fine. I'm not disregarding that because to an extent, as content creators, we all are those people. But, you know, it is what it is, man. Again, to to tie a ball around the Mavericks, I I think that they'll be able to – Luke Adonis is a great player, so you're never going to be able to stop him, for lack of better terms. But what I do think they'll be able to do is contain him enough to the point where he won't be able to beat you. I mean, he comes into this game averaging 22 – and a half points, seven and a half assists, eight and a half rebounds, on forty two percent shooting from the field and only twenty three percent shooting from three.
0: He's only one point go ahead. He has he has been one of the stars that has been slowed down a bit. Maybe even changes were
1: Yeah, yeah. But but still though that doesn't speak to his, you know, terrible three point shooting right now traditionally where even You know, even though he hasn't ever been, you know, flat out dunking level elite, 35, 31, and 32% in three years prior to this, shooting 23% from three is just something totally different. That's 1.7 out of seven attempts. uh, You know, 1.7 makes a game from seven attempts. That's just terrible. So, and especially with the Miami Heat's ability to be physical and, you know, defend you on the way to the rim, I think that we should easily be able to, um, not easily – Because, again, it's still an NBA team and Luka Doncic is one of the best players in the league. But I do think that we shouldn't have a ton of problems containing him. As long as the offense shows up the way that it has been showing up, and especially if the three-point shooting can roll over, that might be another game where we're up 10 points at halftime or more.
0: Yeah. And you know that Luka Doncic went one from seven from deep. You know what was his only make? That logo, that insane logo three he made at the end of the shot clock against the Kings. Really? Yeah, tough break for the yeah. Kings there, but hey,
1: Interesting.
0: kudos to the Kings. They started off really well.
1: Oh no, the but Kings again, got some good players. Harrison Barnes has been trending upward in the last two seasons, so to see him, you know, doing some of the things he do, he's doing right now, you know, even if you want to hand it the buzzer beater shot the other night, it's really not that shocking. But again, this is the Miami Heat podcast because I know we could go on and off about the league because it's such a great league. Harrison um, Barnes it, to the
0: Harrison Barnes to the Heat propaganda.
1: Oh, I mean, look, man, look, man. I don't know if. <laughs>
0: Shout we out have, to Heat Beat for that.
1: Yeah, I don't know if we have enough to give the Kings. Um, unless they're going to take, and, and I love Gabe. You know I love Gabe. But unless they're going to take Gabe, KZ, and...
0: Uh, I, don't, I don't love Gabe that much, to be honest.
1: I love Gabe because he works. And you can see the clear improvement. I mean, yeah, he has deficiencies as a player, but what player doesn't? Mm-hmm. But Gabe came in, and he clearly wasn't the defender that he is now. And he's grown to become a very good defender. That's not a comparable, you know, a competent defender as we label Tyler Hero. No, Gabe is a very good defender now, so I can appreciate the work. Not that he's some sort of all world player or anything like that. Um, what do you think about Boston, man? How do you how do you feel about the Boston game? They are only well, two, or four, two or four, two or four, twelfth in the Eastern Conference right now. Their last game was a loss against Washington. Was that Washington's first win of the season? No. Oh, they're Washington's been on a tear. Okay, what? I, I, okay, no 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 I'm sorry. I'm thinking about another team. I do apologize. Um, no, Washington is gonna say they're five and one as well as a my bad. Forgive me, man. I'm thinking about another team. There's a lot of teams in the hey, league. Hey,
0: we were the guys that said that we should we would take the the we would smash the over on the Washington Wizards.
1: Oh, we were those guys. Um, again, I told you I was thinking about another team, man. My bad. Montrezl hero yeah. is actually ranked pretty high up there, um, when it comes to when Six it comes to, um, no, when it comes to the MVP tracker, strangely oh, enough. really? Yes. <laughs> if you look at basketball references, MV- well, and I told you I had the teams confused, man. I've been keeping an eye on it. I don't know what I was thinking. So basketball people do forgive me. I knew that Washington had won more games than that. I was just, had a brain fart. Um, if you look at the MVP tracker, which I would say it was updated as recent as yesterday, um, it has Jimmy at number one, of course, Rudy Gobert, two, Nicole Jokic at three, Steph at four. you're going to give me some love on that Steph thing too. And Montrez Harrell at five, sitting in front of Bam at six, Zach Levine at seven, Kevin Durant at eight, Julius Randle at nine, and another Washington wizard, Spencer Dinwiddie coming in at number 10.
0: Yeah, those MVP tracker lists are a bit wonky. Oh, they changed. Every, def- every.
1: They definitely changed, but... They're reflective of who's producing, man. So throughout the first, you know, six, seven games of the season for everybody, Trez is producing, and he was one of the throw-in pieces of that whole situation. So I'm happy for him. But this is not a yeah. him thing. Um, hey, how do you but feel? But we should.
0: Hey, another pat on the back for us. We we were we were early on the on the Wizards, although True. you know, it's early. But we, I mean, you and I, we, we both were in agreement that they just had a rotation full of.
1: Right, you can look Solid at the guys. NBA players. You can look at the guys and see that they're going to have if they have a chance to be in that many games, they're bound to win some of them. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. So and they just had Boston, too much C- talent. Boston Celtics. Well, I we did not pre- think this, but defensively they have been not good. We thought they were going to be really good defensively, but really you bad. they offensively. Be really
1: good defensively.
0: Well, I did think okay.
1: Yeah, I didn't yeah. know. I'll, I'll take I, and, I'll and, take
0: the L there, okay.
1: And that isn't me poo-pooing on you. That's me saying I didn't know what they were going to be because of how last season ended with all the transition and the flux in the franchise and the new guy coming in and having to impose his philosophy, even though he's supposedly, you know, familiar with them or whatever, and they're familiar, you know, to him. Um, it, you always wonder... What exactly happened and what don't we know? And for that reason, I knew that there was a chance we could come in and get this Boston Celtics team that we've gotten. Because um, if you look at them right now, man, they have players and they can do some things on both sides of the ball. As you mentioned, they're not great defensively, but they do have the guys where you look at them and say, if you need a big stop, you throw a guy like JB out there, Jalen Brown, and he can go get you a stop. And then again, if you look at those same guys, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, even Al Horford, who's balling a little bit. Um, and if you throw in the guys they brought in, like Schroeder, um, they have guys out there that could get you some offense. So it's just one of those situations, man, where you don't know because of all of the volatility and the flux and everything that happened last offseason with Brad Stevens moving up and Ainge moving on and bringing in M.A. Um, Doka whatever and all like that. So... You know they have the guys, but I didn't know what they would be. And it turns out that there was a lot of truth to that because the 2-4 and record and the 12th place in the NBA's Eastern Conference right now illustrates that very point.
0: Yeah. Efficiency-wise, their best offensive players have been, outside of Brown, who has been magnificent in terms of efficiency, not good. Jason Tatum is shooting 40% from the field. 27% Twenty seven percent from deep.
1: I mean so, if you talk to Celtics fans, they'll tell you. Um Tatum is taking a lot of shots.
0: Well he's taking twenty-five a game, so <laughs> God. That's a lot of shooting. And also, they have been playing a lot of overtime games. And not just one overtime, they've played like two games where they were go to multiple overtimes, right?
1: I want to say so. Let me. Yeah, let me because they went here.
0: they went to a double overtime against the they uh, Washington Wizards.
1: Two double overtime games and another overtime game against Charlotte. So of wait, I gotta first, I gotta
0: check out what's what's the record for for most overtimes played by a team in a season.
1: Of their first six games, three of them have been overtime games.
0: Wow, that's a lot. What's, I, I gotta check this out because this. Here's the
1: kicker though. Here's the kicker though. Of their first six games, all of them have gone well over 100 points. And one, I mean, their opponents have scored well over 100 points. And then the game against the Houston Rockets, of course, the Houston Rockets, they still scored 97. But when you look at their other opponents, the Knicks, the Raptors, the Hornets, the Wizards, twice, the Knicks scored 138 to open. The Raptors scored 115. As I mentioned, the Rockets scored 97, so right at 100. Charlotte scored 129 points on them. That same Charlotte team that we held, um, you know, to less than 95, I want to say, the other night. Um, The Wizards scored 116 and 115 on consecutive nights on them. So just to kind of speak towards that defense that you were speaking about.
0: Yeah, I can't find if there's – they should probably have a, a record around there for that. But I'm pretty sure this must be some kind of record for most overtimes played to start a season. And to be clear, guys... we
1: be the we held the Hornets to under 100. It was 99, not 95. But when a team was coming in averaging 120-something, I think that's still pretty darn good.
0: Oh, yeah. So... Kenneth, before we get out of here because we're already uh, almost at the 1-hour mark and
1: absolutely and we want to keep it a little brief because we're coming at them twice. I'm going to ask you a question, JJ, before you ask me a question because I got to know. Uh give me the record on these two games.
0: 2 and 0.
1: I agree. Nothing else to say here, buddy. Ask your question.
0: How would you feel if we go 3 and 0 this week? How would you feel about us? as we stand in the league before going into that West Coast trip?
1: I already feel like we're the best team in the league, at worst a top three team. If we go 3-0 um, against, again, you know, the Mavericks, the Celtics, and then the Jazz, again, nobody's world beaters there except the Jazz, but you still look at the talent that the other two teams have and they will be good quality wins. So if we were able to go 3-0, and it would not only validate my belief that we're, you know, the best team or definitely top three but um then there's no denying it because they'll be in. you know at this point for as early as you can make a declaration or you know right now whatever whatever they'll be improved it improved it improved it again
0: That'll be they the, proved about i think they
1: proved about we, beating the bucks in the nest and then they came out and showed you that what they're built on their defense as we alluded to the back-to-back holding the, the top team score in the league and the top individual score. And then they showed you that what they're built on is 100% real. And then they came out also in Memphis and showed you that that offense is like that. And if that shoe never gets right, then it's going to be super elite. And if they come back this week and double down with a three-course with a three course meal like this one, chef's kiss.
0: That would put us at seven straight games. a <laughs> Seven-game winning streak. That would be pretty damn good. Don't I'm a bit us worried us, though don't that
1: that would put us at uh, what, what record would that put us at JJ?
0: Currently at five and one, so it'll be so eight. That would be and eight one. and one. Who's that yeah. one
1: loss against JJ?
0: Why are you doing this to me?
1: Because <laughs> it's funny.
0: <laughs> anyway, I do. The only thing that worries me is that the national media will start paying you more and more and more attention, right. and you know if you that like
1: to fly under the radar. But, we, you know, we, we we take that with a grain of salt as well. Because if you look at some power rankings, they still have the Bucs ranked high. But we won't talk about that.
0: But this will be by far the most attention this team has gotten since this early in the season since LeBron was here. And I don't think it's particularly close. Because...
1: I don't disagree with that.
0: Maybe they bring back the Heat Index index to ESPN.com.
1: You're going too far.
0: <laughs> anyway... Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Well, to today's episode of the 305 Culture Podcast. Yeah, right.
1: Twice a week, man.
0: Yeah, it's twice a week. I'm still getting used to it. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can also leave a short review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate that as it helps the show grow. Subscribe to you. Also please subscribe. It helps us grow as well, it helps the algorithms and please, helps other people please. find us. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 305 CulturePod. And
1: yeah, man, that's where you can catch all of our live commentary, all our updates, catch all of our content, and you can also catch it on our personal social media pages, which will be what for you, JJ.
0: It will be at JJ Rivera NBA on Twitter. That's J at JJ Rivera R I V as in Victor E R A N B A, and you can also find me on Instagram at Jiro Rivera ninety eight. That's J A. I R O R I V S and Victor once again E R A 9 8 and where can we find you my friend
1: man on Twitter you can find me at K say K that's the letter K underscore the word said S A I D underscore K Q U E again that's K underscore said underscore K on Twitter and on Instagram you can find me at I am K series that's I A M K-C-I-R-R-U-S all together. No spaces. No underscores. Again on Instagram. That's I am K Serious. We appreciate you guys. We absolutely love the fact that you check us out and keep supporting us. We just ask that you continue to do that so we can continue to do what we do and we'll do our best to do that.
0: Absolutely. So thank you for listening. See you later in the week. Bye-bye.